Welcome back to Creative Hood. This is part two of a conversation with Veronica, who works as a stage manager currently with the revival in Oklahoma on Broadway. Last episode, she took us through her personal journey of how she got to be a stage manager and what that entails as a job. This episode, we're diving in deeper into the unions and other tips surrounding working in theater. Do you love it? Do you love what you do? Oh yeah, I love what I do. <laughs> it's it's really it's a really hard industry, and so if you don't love it, a lot of people say this with a lot of industries. Like if you don't love it, do something else, and it feels very true in theater, mm-hmm. um, especially in stage management. It's you know apart from the whole fact that we freelance, so I don't I am hired on a show by show basis. So Oklahoma closes in January, and I'm now looking for work. And then that show, the next show I get may last for three months and then I'm back to unemployment. So it's the constant hunt for work, um, really hard hours. You know, I get off at 1130 a lot of nights or some nights it's 1030 and I work six days a week. Mm -hmm. Um, I only get one day off a week and that's very normal for our industry. Um, So if you don't love it, it can, it can be really hard and it will, and it's very draining. And in stage management, because we, our work isn't showcases broadly, you know, we don't get the applause at the end of the night. We don't get people like ooing and aahing, like the costumes or the lighting design. Um, and so because a lot of our work is very unseen and is behind the scenes, um, it can be kind of thankless too. So you really have to love it. For someone who maybe does want to start working on Broadway mm-hmm. in New York one day, what are some other theater things they can start looking into in like other geographic areas? I think um, the big thing is, you know, doing those internships and fellowships mm-hmm. and getting experience that way. There's also a lot of conferences that happen. Like I got an internship from the Southeastern Theater Conference. Um, there's another one, USITT. Sorry, folks, can't remember what it stands for, but I remember it's, it's very, it's, it's more technical. It, that, and so that's also where you can, if you're interested in going to, if you're looking for different undergrad programs or graduate programs, a lot of those universities will go there. Um, some bigger like production companies might go there. Um, so that's one way. Um, and just, it's the thing that's interesting about our industry is it's so peer driven. So connections matter. So I'm now at a point where most of my jobs come from people I know. I get hired by my friends, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Yeah. It like, makes things kind of like warm and fuzzy. We're just yeah. like, oh, my friend just like wants to hang out with me. So I guess we'll like do a show together. <laughs> um, but finding ways to make connections to people in theater, there's um, stage management events happening around the city. Also, if you're really interested, you know, send a cover letter to a stage door um, not all stage managers will respond to them, but um, the stage manager I work for, you know, he thinks it's really important for us, like pay it forward. So we will sometimes let people come and shadow us for an evening. And so when they shadow us, we'll let them be a part of that hour before the cast gets there while we're all we're setting up the stage and getting things ready. And um, it's a chance for them to, you know, see how a Broadway show operates and that regard and then also get a chance to just talk to another stage manager and ask questions like these like Mm -hmm. how did you get here like you know one of my stage managers that I'm working with right now 
he got his start in costumes. The other one started out as a director. And then from there, you get to like watch our stage manager call the show and, you know, get to rejoin us and finding ways to make those connections and then not being afraid to reach out once you've made those connections. Um, like I said, we get all of our jobs from our peers. And so if people don't know you're looking for work or that you're interested, they may not reach out to you. So you can't be afraid to ask for opportunities. And if you can afford it, you know, take lower paying jobs at better companies, because, you know, if you take uh, a higher position at a small company, that's not going to help you grow in the industry as much. You'll kind of peak in a way. But if you take uh, like a production assistant job for one like the bigger like off-Broadway companies, now you've met people that work in the off-Broadway community. You've met, you've got stage managers that are above you that can kind of help you learn more about the industry. They can bring you up with them and it gives you a chance to just grow and you get to learn more that way. Mm-hmm. You're learning from other people who, you know, have maybe, maybe like five years on you. Like five <laughs> years, it feels like a really long time here. <laughs> I've only been here for four, so I'll let you know what happens this time in the last year. <laughs> time does move very fast in New York. Good a Lord. Lot packed into you. Yeah. Each day. <laughs> I'm tired thinking about it. <laughs> um, so also theater is a whole nother world unto itself in how the workers work Mm -hmm. and the unions. Yes. So can you talk about that? What is a union? How does it Mm -hmm. affect your environment of working? And what are the different unions people are in? Yeah. So um, so working on Broadway, you interact with a lot more unions than you would off Broadway. Um, As a stage manager, I'm a part of Actors' Equity. And so that my union encompasses stage managers and actors. Um, some people think that we should, stage managers should be a part of the crew's union, so IATSE and whatnot, but um, our hours are the same as the actors. So whenever an actor is there, we have to be there, so it makes sense for us to be in this union. Um, but what's great about being in union is it guarantees a certain set of like safety practices. So. You know, if I'm doing something particularly hazardous, uh, the union will like step in and say, hey, that looks unsafe. Like what measures are being taken to make sure that's, you know, not never unsafe. So even like, you know, we can't use certain types of fogs because they haven't been tested or deemed safe or certain like e-cigarettes on stage. Um, They also set out um, what our hours can be. Um, Typically we work, you know, uh, 55 minutes and then take a five minute break or an hour and 10 minutes and then take a 10 minute break. Mm-hmm. Hour and 20. <laughs> Sorry, people listening said I'm wrong. Um, and so, you know, making sure that we're being taken care of that way, but they also help us, you know, set up our pension and 401k plans. I get my health insurance for my union. Um, with the way our health insurance works is you work a certain number of weeks and then you get a certain amount of coverage. So if you work 11 weeks, you get six months of coverage. You work 19 weeks, you get a year of coverage. So it um, encourages its members to work, but then also, you know, helps us get health insurance. Yeah. That's great that you're taking care of when you're working mm-hmm. in an unpredictable situation. Yeah, and it also, if we, you know, ever run into a problem at work, we have um, people at the union that can help step in for us. So say um, we have, like, a producer that isn't paying us on time or, 
um, you know, is making us like work through our breaks, the uni can help step in, in those regards. So um, they also set all of our salaries, our salary minimums, so that we, when we work on a certain level of contract, this is the amount of money that we're guaranteed to get paid. Um, and so the contracts change from production to production, so from size to size. So the Broadway contract is a production contract. That's going to be a little bit different from an off-Broadway contract or even a regional contract. Um, so yeah, that's like a little bit about unions. And how do you work with other unions? Like I've heard a story where like you can't touch something in the mm-hmm. set because that's sure protected by something Yeah, else. so um the unions that I work most closely with um, in my theater is um, IOTSE, local. So the local for that is Local One here in uh, New York. Um, there's also like the wardrobe union. There's also um, the musicians have their own union. Friends, if you're going to join, if you're in new theater and you're going to join a union, join IOTSE, join Local 802, which is Musicians Union. Their benefits are, are stronger than ours. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so pretty much all of our unions are set out to protect us. So with regards to the crew, um, our IOTC crew, um, yes, I'm not allowed to touch something. I can't go plug something in because if I start doing that, then I'm now taking someone else's job away. Mm-hmm. And what's also interesting for them is that they then get broken down further. Um, so our crew has carpentry, props, electrics, and sound. So, for example, in Oklahoma... We have these crockpots that are on stage from the top of the show. They're there the whole time. And inside of them, they're heating up chili. So when we are setting up the show, um, on all these tables there, there's sheets of paper. Sometimes the paper gets a little gross. It's like time to change it out. It's got some spilled chili on it. There's some water on it. And so because those crockpots are electrified, there's electricity running to them. I need an electrician to unplug the crock pots. But then once they're unplugged, they now fall into props. So props is now allowed to move them. Wow. But it's the actual like plugging and plugging and unplugging that falls under electrics. The same way that, um, you know, if I need a door to be opened, that's a carp- carpenter's job. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so it helps protect them and their jobs and make sure that their breaks are taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with the musicians' unions. Like, Everyone just wants to be taken care of. Yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, so a lot of what stage managers do is like, you know, we do make sure that people are feel taken care of. So we, because we are the ones that are setting out all these schedules for people, we have to have like a loose knowledge of what the other union's rules are so that we aren't stepping on any toes and everyone's happy and, and no one's getting fined for something they shouldn't get fined for. Very cool. That's crazy that, yeah, that doesn't happen in any other industry yeah yeah theaters it's special cool. how do you get into a union so there are a couple of ways to join um actors equity so one way is if you are already part of a sister union so for us that's SAG-AFTRA so if you're already a member of SAG-AFTRA which is uh for tv and film it makes it that's one easy transition to get from one to the other um another way that a lot of you know, people starting out in the industry do is um, you can getting the work for it, but essentially you can you can rack up points essentially, and you know if you work on a certain number of like equity houses, not necessarily in on an equity contract, but you know the house and the theater employs 
equity people, then you can kind of rack up points. And then you can, once you've earned a certain amount, you can then um, be admitted into the union. The way that I got into the union was I just got signed onto an equity contract. And so uh, one thing that people don't necessarily know, just because you signed an equity contract does not mean you're required to join equity. Um, a portion of your paycheck still goes to the union, um, but you are not a part of the union, but you're, you're giving the money, and, but you're not getting anything out of it. So if you, if you think that you will regularly be working on an equity contract, it might be helpful for you to join the union. So you get to reap some of those benefits of being on those contracts. Um, but yeah, that's how I joined the union. It's just, mm-hmm. I got a job that required me to sign an equity contract. And I was like, it feels like time. I'm ready to do this now. Very nice. Very cool. And another question from the audience. What are some differences and similarities between working on Broadway and off Broadway? Money. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> like, hands down, it's the money. Um, I think... <laughs> because Straightforward. Yeah, it really is money. Because all shows of whatever size they are, they all go through the same steps to get from point A to point B. Um, you know, you might have more bodies on in one show than the other, more crew on one than the other. But ultimately, like the way that it's run is all very similar. Um, but the big difference is money. Um, so a lot of off-Broadway companies are nonprofits. Um, and so they have donors. Donors mm-hmm. aren't expecting to make their get their money back. Mm-hmm. On Broadway, we have investors. Invest they're putting in their own money and they want to see a return on their investment. So they're going to make decisions that either that help that or prevent things from like going south and it's the same way that you see run runs on broadway that you know they only last like a month sometimes they last longer um and that's really all because it's about money and the same way that on broadway shows probably do a little bit more press than off broadway shows like we my show we've done the Today Show, we did Fallon, we did Kelly and Ryan, we did mm-hmm. Good Day New York. Yeah. Because you guys want... are continually doing yeah, press because, too. It's yeah. not just at the opening. Exactly. Like you would continually want to sell your show because if you're not selling your show, then no money is coming in, then, you know, people aren't getting paid. Yeah. Um, so with off-Broadway shows, they tend to have limited runs. So you can kind of like compact and get all the money in one go and um, I also think in some ways that means that off-Broadway will take riskier choices. Mm-hmm. Their shows may not be loved by everyone, whereas, you know, Broadway houses are really big houses um, and you will get a lot of tourists. And those are, you know, the people you want people to want to see your show mm-hmm. and want to tell their friends to see their, your show. And so you've got these big Broadway houses. You don't want to take risks as much that you know may put off people and may mean that you have a shorter run and you don't make your money back mm-hmm. so yeah that's honestly the biggest difference it's just money yeah thank you for doing this thank you for having me time to do this yeah i appreciate it thank you thanks <laughs> all right bye, bye. <laughs> and that wraps up part two with veronica Thank you for listening and please subscribe through whatever platform you're listening on and follow on Instagram at Creative Hood Podcast. See you soon.